Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence, and by Dow Automotive Systems, innovations for clean powertrain solutions. This is AutoLine Daily for the 8th of April, 2011, and now the news. And here's some unexpected news. New car sales in the United States last month were higher than they were in China. Sales were 1.23 million in China. They were 1.24 million in the U.S., putting it more than 2,000 vehicles in the lead. How can that be possible? Because when China typically reports sales, it throws in everything. Delivery vans, medium-duty trucks, buses, and semis. But when you compare what the industry calls light vehicles, that is passenger cars and light trucks, then the U.S. and China are about even-steven. But while U.S. sales are strong right now, it's only a matter of time that China, with four times the population of the U.S., is going to take the lead. The free trade agreement between the United States and South Korea is going to benefit both countries. But when it comes to automobiles, it's going to benefit Korea the most. The U.S. International Trade Commission estimates that exports of American cars and car parts will jump 54%, and that's going to be worth another $194 million. But Korean exports to the U.S. will increase by more than four times that amount, to more than $900 million. You know, even though the U.S. government is constantly trying to establish free trade packs with other countries, GM, Ford, and Chrysler do not do a very good job of exporting cars from the United States to markets overseas. Japanese automakers seem to be having a hard time figuring out just how much their production will be disrupted by last month's earthquake or for how long. We asked John Mendel, the executive vice president of American Honda, about the situation. I think, you know, we've got uh, capacity in North America, additional capacity in North America. We're also very flexible between plants. So where we've got capacity for something else, we can remix in other plants. I'd like to think that we can make up uh, a good chunk of anything that we miss in the next couple of uh, months uh, in the second half of the year, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. We have to really understand uh, what components, uh, if any, are going to be affected, uh, what we can't source somewhere else, and like I say, it's just it's really too early to speculate on that because information is very difficult to get out of that area. By the way, John Mandel was speaking at the introduction of the new Honda Civic, and we'll have more on that car when the embargo comes off next week. More New York Auto Show reveals are making headlines. Wards reports Jaguar is set to premiere its most efficient engine ever, a 2.2-liter four-cylinder diesel. It's expected to deliver 187 horsepower and a mountain of torque, 332 pound-feet. It'll be teamed up with an eight-speed ZF automatic transmission. Fuel economy should be around 52 miles per gallon, that's about 4.5 liters per 100 kilometers, but the big cat car maker doesn't say which vehicle delivers those figures. Boosting efficiency, the engine features an intelligent stop-start system that reportedly responds a whole lot faster than other systems on the market. And in related news, the Detroit Free Press reports Jeep may once again offer diesel engines. The brand could make them available on some models within three years. This would be an all-around win. The improved fuel economy is great for customers' wallets and the company's cafe. Plus, low-end torque is great for off-roading. And in related, related news, 
Jeep showed off a host of modified vehicles it's built for the annual Easter Safari out in Moab, Utah. Some of the moperized models, yeah, that's a new verb, include a special Wrangler called the Pork Chop that features extensive weight savings, a compass with upgraded suspension and wheels, plus a special version of the Ram Runner. Altogether, seven modified vehicles were displayed ahead of the Easter Safari, which starts next week. And you can hit the link in today's show notes on our website, AutolineDetroit.tv, to find out more. You know, they tell you that using your cell phone while driving is a big problem, but maybe some of the safety tests they conduct make it look more dangerous than it really is. That's coming up next. Reducing exhaust emissions, airified diesel particulate filters, high filtration, low back pressure, small package size, excellent durability. DowAirify.com. The topic on AutoLine Detroit this week is all about distracted driving. It turns out that using your cell phone is dangerous, but mostly that involves just picking it up and dialing. Talking on the phone doesn't seem to be that bad. Louis Tiarina is one of Ford's top safety experts in this area. Very interesting um, naturalistic driving study was uh, recently published by the USDOT. And uh, one of the things that they did was they looked at data that um, was collected with video and, and, uh, and kinematic information while uh, people were driving. And what they found was that if you look at um, the uh, relative risk of being engaged in any kind of cell phone activity, so you just call it cell phone, yes or no, as compared to just driving, there was an elevated risk. But then they did something interesting. They looked at the subtasks. They looked at the reaching for the phone, yeah. the dialing the phone, the picking up the phone, and separated out the talking, listening. And out in the world, it was those visual manual tasks that took yeah. your eyes away from the road scene that contributed to crash or near crash involvement. The listening, talking part didn't. And one of the things that's kind of interesting about the um, um, uh, largely academic work that's been done uh, looking at uh, cell phone conversations, the conversations are artificial, yeah. mental puzzles. Uh, you know, I asked you a question about, tell me a time when you almost died. I ask you to give me a detailed description of your house. I give you a, a task where I ask you to imagine a circle with a rectangle to the right of it and a cross below it, and ask you is the circle to the left or to the right of the rectangle. Things of that nature which really load up a person's um, cognition. And how that relates to real-world driving is uh, not fully determined but it does appear to be a lot harder. And in the few studies where people were asked, how did what we asked you to do compare to your normal conversations? Very few uh, said, oh yeah, it's that hard all the time. You can catch that entire episode about distracted driving on AutoLine Detroit on our website right now, or check your local listings for your public television station. AutoLine is now seen throughout the United States and Canada. Uh, before we go today, a quick programming note. Roundabout is off this week, but the crew invites you to enjoy a classic episode with Dick DeBartolo from Mad Magazine. That's available on AutolineDetroit.tv right now, and that is today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you Monday.